welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are going to talk about finding inspiration for D&D from Wizards of the Coast's other big property, Magic the Gathering. As you know, no mortal can outrun a Red Cap, so sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, I want to catch up on a few voicemails that have been gathering up, so take it away, gentlemen. Kevin, old man Grognard here, uh, Glenn. Uh, hey, I want just wanted to say thank you for that for that shout out about my thousandth episode. It's been a wild two years, and I'm glad I'm I'm glad somebody's getting something out. Not that I don't believe anybody's getting anything out of it, but sometimes you know, like I said, you did you're right. I did have some bottom of the barrel fluff episodes. So, and I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm glad I. I mean, I'm. It's great. I like it. It's it's concise and it gives me a few good ideas too. Watch it. I might steal some. Uh-uh. But anyway, I'm glad I had an impact and I'm glad you're enjoying them. And I hope you have tons and tons more episodes. Until then, I'll see you later. Bye bye. Hey there, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just listening to your latest episode where you're talking about the mage from the issue zero of Carcass Crawler. And I've got to say, I'm pretty much in agreement. As soon as I read it, I was like, yes, that'll do. Thank you very much. It definitely seems a more interesting way to me of representing that sort of Gandalf style mage. You know, we're familiar with the Lord of the Rings. And I think it's a nice, although I'm not keen like with the whole percentages being used for like thief skills. I think because, you know, like you get into that whole argument of like, oh, well, the thief has a such and such a percentage chance to pick a pocket, but what about someone else who tries it? Whereas with the mage, I think the percentile system works really well because those aren't things that other classes can do. And I think it allows you to sort of bring magic in, but it's sort of like more of an innate thing for that wizard. They have sort of certain defined abilities they can do, all of which are obviously inspired by sort of like the Lord of the Rings style magic, which I absolutely love. Now, as one of the, the moderators on the Necrotic Gnome Discord server, I was lucky enough to have like a sneak preview of the next issue of Carcass Crawler, like technically issue one that's coming out. And there is a similar sort of class to the mage, but done more for your sort of like your clerical, your divine caster sort of thing. And that looks really cool as well. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, mage, absolutely love it. And I think for a certain type of game, if you go more for that Lord of the Rings, maybe slightly low magic vibe, but you still want it to be D&D, using the mage or using it to replace the sort of normal spellcaster or even to supplement it, to be honest, if that's your vibe, would be a great idea. Anyway, I'm going to go back to listening to the rest of the episode, dude. Keep up the good work, and I'll catch you soon. Thanks, guys. Glenn, again, congrats on the milestone. You can steal from me anytime at all. It's an honor. I would love to hear other people's take on the items I talk about. John, I can't wait to hear more about this alternative cleric class. Uh, for those who are listening, John also sent another great uh, voicemail on the thief, and I will save that for a future episode. By the way, John, if you have any idea on the release date of that next issue, drop me a note. I'd really like to know. Okay, guys, on with the show. If you follow the OSR on social media, there is no doubt that you have heard of Questing Beast. The very first time I ever encountered Ben, it had nothing to do with any of the amazing reviews that he does or any of his own publications that he has a few out that are also equally awesome. It was a little video that he did showing a method to make physical tokens for monsters and players in his game, and it was all based off Magic the Gathering cards. The video, I'll link it down below, 
involved him getting a whole lot of common cards, or just like a big bulk of Magic the Gathering cards, and taking a one-inch hole punch, punching out the piece of art that he liked, and then gluing it to a one-inch wooden disc. I haven't personally done this yet. I'm a person who likes minis. I 3D print minis and paint them. But the first time I saw that, I was like, that is amazing. And I had this vision of having like a big poker chip briefcase just full of monsters all categorized out. The nice thing about Magic the Gathering cards is that they have been around for a very long time. And regardless of what you think of the game, you can't deny how high quality the art is. And there is tons of variations on things because they've had so many different artists uh, on different releases and versions of the game, I guess. I, I don't really play much together, but the, the things like goblins, you can have dramatically different looking goblins uh, as you look through Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, there's lots of magic items that, while they aren't the ones that are from your rule book of choice, could easily be adapted to that. Or they serve as fantastic inspiration to make up your own. There's tons of undead. Uh, there's champions that you could use for your own player characters or for really cool NPCs. Pretty much anything you could ever need for a bog standard D&D game, there is a Magic the Gathering card that has art that would work for it. If you play online and you need tokens for your virtual tabletop, whether it be uh, Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, Forge, whatever you happen to use, you could go to a website like scryfall.com. Again, links will be down in the description and a token stamp tool and get a very high quality, easily made token that you could import in, in, you know, seconds. Magic the Gathering cards are also super useful for inspiration. Uh, that scryfall.com site I was talking about has a randomize button. You can go up to the top corner, click random, and it just shows you a random card. And I've been using that for things like making up new magic items, making up new mo monsters, uh, got some scenarios that have been kind of triggered in my head after looking at a couple cards. The landscapes. So you might think, if, you've, if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, they've got these cards called land, uh, which serve as the mana. And you may not think that these land cards would really give much in terms of inspiration, but those landscapes, some of them, Chef's Kiss, mwah, just fantastic. Um, so yeah, look through them all. They're great. Here's an example of a card I saw. It was called Greed. I don't know anything about the card. If you're a Magic the Gathering fan, you may know it. If not, go look it up on Scry. You can search for the card name. It's called Greed. And it showed this person sitting in a chair surrounded by gold pieces. And he looks like he's heaving and throwing up gold. And as I looked at that, I thought of this magic cursed coin that I could, I could introduce where the players are told that they swallow the coin. It gives them the power to slay whatever monster they swing at next in a single hit. And then they would get gold coins equal to the weight of the monster that they killed. The curse is the way that they get that coin is that the coin in their belly basically starts to duplicate over and over and over until it's reached a number of coins that are equal to the weight of the monster. And I just have this vision of the players hearing this, not really understanding that it would duplicate in their stomach, going and trying to find like a, dra a dragon or a, or a giant slaying it being all happy, and then suddenly the one player who swallowed the coin, their stomach starts to swell, and they start up-chucking coins, and maybe they have to make con saves to avoid taking damage or something. I, I haven't worked out the details of how the mechanic would work, but just this image of the pure joy of, yay, we, we killed a dragon with a single hit, and we're going to get all this gold, just suddenly realizing that their, you know, their belly's getting super big, and they're 
upchucking gold. And it just sounds awesome. Go look up the card. You will see the inspiration for it instantly and probably get an idea of what I'm talking about. So while the OSR folks can sometimes scoff at Wizards um, and see the, the change that Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro since then has made to D&D, maybe they're not a fan of Magic the Gathering and think that D&D starts and ends with TSR. I hope that, that everybody can look at the art and even the flavor text on some of the cards is great and get inspiration from it and see the, the innate connection that Wizards has taken over time between uh, the two properties and brought them together. And I think it's just a, a fantastic resource that you shouldn't give up just because of maybe some preconceived notions about the game or the company. So folks, this wraps up this episode of the Red Caps podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and you're eager to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice. And if there's an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you could. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can go over to anchor.fm slash the Red Caps and leave a voicemail like John and Glenn did earlier. Or if you want, you can reach me on Facebook and Twitter at the Red Caps Net. There's a Discord server as well. I'm always online. You can ping me on there. And uh, the description for that, will, sorry, the link to that will be in the description of this episode. So remember, never let your cap dry out. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk again soon. Take care.